Welcome to the Fat AZ Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Once again, we're joined by Vance in the front of the Ranger, Todd Young on speakerphone. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products, fatazmuskie.com, Fat AZ Muskie Products on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out, like us, follow us, all that happy jazz. Um, also brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. Also shares our Instagram account. Uh, you can also be, stay in touch with Muddy Creek with by becoming friends of Todd Young on Facebook. Uh, we're also, another sponsor is St. Croix Rods. Made in America, most of them. Good rods. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. Yeah, and, <laughs> You know, so <clears throat> check them out. Google them. I'm sure they got Facebook. Um, we use them, we like them, no complaints, and, uh, thanks for being part of the, uh, podcast team. Um, I'm gonna do a little quick, quick, uh, plug here. Uh, our rod holders, Fatty Z Muskie product rod holders, they're becoming very popular, people are talking about them, I'm seeing people talk even without us initiating them on, on various posts and stuff, so I'm just gonna... We have a show coming up in Kentucky this weekend, and that is the Southern Muskie Fest. <clears throat> we also have another show coming up in Pittsburgh, the Muskie Max, exit in Cranberry. We will not, I, I, where we're coming out with another rod holder, it's not going to be available for Kentucky, the whole point of why I was saying the two shows, but I should have them at the Muskie Max. Uh, I'll probably, when I get a couple done, I'm going to put them on Facebook and promote them on all the usual spots on Facebook. Uh, it is a rail mount. That is something several people have talked to me about. Uh, if you're not familiar with our rod holders, just check out Facebook. You can probably search through the photos and videos. You'll find them. Um, you know, we're running down east rod holders, but we're making the new bases. Uh, they're, they're fixing some complaints from, you know, various people in the muskie community um they're great rod holders as they are you buy them straight from down east you know people have been using them since the earth cooled they're mm -hmm. they're awesome we've just improved it made it more musky eyes i guess if or i made up a word and um but we're people some some of the guys that have rails like on, on the on the big dollar boats the big rangers some skeeters some tritons Whatever, whichever boat that has rails, some people are very reluctant to give up their rails to put on track. So I kind of come up with a way to rail mount this. Actually, we have come up with a way to rail mount and still have the tippableness. Another new word. Um, tippable what, man? Tippable tippableness. 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 Yeah. Okay, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, that is a nice new word. Just Tip just hit Webster. That's right. <clears throat> and Wikipedia. And Wikipedia. <laughs> You'll see a picture of me. Tippableness. Tippableness. Once coined by Andy. Fat hey, Easy Muskie Podcast. I'm uploading it right now. Awesome. Um, but check that out. Hopefully in the next week or so we're going to have that. I'll put it up on Facebook. And uh, people that are coming to the Muskie Max in Cranberry can uh, see them firsthand. We're going to have them on display. Barring any major catastrophe in the next week and a half. So that is something to look forward to. Um, I get emails, not daily, not weekly, but every once in a while about a better version of a rail mount. So I hope to have uh, be able to fix that problem 
that people are having. So, um, is there anything else? Todd, you want to talk about the, the new track that we're dealing with? Yeah, we, we've, I found out at, I was at the show down in Pittsburgh and this guy comes up and here he, he lives about eight miles down the road from me. And, uh, you know, he got his own extrusion and everything. And I mean, it's the same track as everybody else, you know, it's the same, like, uh, size. Same as the Cisco, the Burtz, the uh, track stack, uh, track stack, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, yeah. So, and you know, with, with dealing with these other companies, I mean, they've been great because we try to take some track to the show, and I didn't really, you know, when we decided to do this, I was like, what are we going to do with all this track? Because you got to buy this stuff, and 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 uh, and you know, take a guess of what you know, get it shipped in, all this kind of stuff. But we did take some to shows, and, and we had a lot of people who were very. We're very uh, pleased to be able to go pick it up, walk out the door with it. You know, you buy a four-foot piece of track, and you got to get shipped in. And you know, we had we had probably five or six guys that came to the the, the Ohio show and came with diagrams of their boat, or they already had they already did their measurements at home, and they just walked up and said, "Yeah, I need two three-foot pieces of track." We went this many rod holders, and they walked out the door with it. And uh, you know, some people told told me that man that was just that was just awesome it wasn't just looking at the track on a display and having a brochure so we decided to keep some in inventory i'm taking you know like four pieces of pretty much all the sizes six six twelve eighteen twenty four thirty six and forty eight inch track we're going to take that many with us and you know when they go we sold out of the three foot track last time real quick so i have six pieces of that uh yeah, I'm, I'm picking them up from a guy just down the road from me. Uh, it's actually called uh, the reason I'm Muddy Creek Fishing Guides is because we live in. Uh, I live right around Muddy Creek Township. There's the stream that flows out of Moran State Park flows in and out. It's called Muddy Creek, and uh, I was just you know that's where we originated the business. So his place is Muddy Creek Tackle, <laughs> and uh, he just lives down the road, like I said. And uh, yeah, it's nice. I mean, I can just. I, I'm going to have it available, and we're going to we're going to have the show. It's easy for me to go pick some up, and uh, it's uh, very nicely done, anodized aluminum, and uh, we're we're going to have it available along with the uh, anybody that's going down to that Southern Muskie Fest that's you know thinking about track and uh, and and thinking about the rod holder, stop by our booth and uh, take a look. We're going to have some on hand, and it will save you some shipping costs, and we're just you know. We're, we're, we're basically turning this over, hoping you guys buy some rod holders off. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. You no. know, we, we're not, it's the same price you're going to be able to buy it anywhere else. There's not a lot of markup in the track. Uh, you know, we, we didn't get it made or anything, but it's just, yeah, it's great to be able to provide the both of them. And some guys are real happy about that, you know, being able to pick it up. And I know even when I ordered track, uh, both, both times that I've ordered track, there was, you know, there was a waiting period. You had to wait because they didn't have any threes or they didn't have any twos ran or, you know, uh, it's, it, it's not something that's really real readily available, I don't think, on display very many places. So if you're thinking about it, come on over, take a look. We got it there. Uh, it'll be a great time to pick it up. Do, do your measurements beforehand and figure out how long you need or bring us a diagram and we'll work with you. Yeah. Now, Todd, earlier today you told me that when you walked into the into the shop, that there was a big picture of you on the wall, and they named the company after you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, he he came up at the show. 
you know, so we're sitting down at a show in Pittsburgh, and it's, it's you know, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, and this guy walks up, and he takes a double take, and he said, I've been on your site. He said, I'm, I'm with Muddy Creek Tackle, and I said, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't know there was a Muddy Creek Tackle. Well, he just started here a year, like two years ago. He's making all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's, he's in it for the long haul. He's making all, I mean, he's all the, all the, all the, uh, you know, the, the fancy tunes, all different colors, <clears throat> aluminum, all this adjustable stuff. Primarily, uh, it's big water trolling stuff. It, it, yes. Yeah. Trout, yeah. Great Lakes. Yeah. Great Lakes. Walleye, salmon, yeah. steelhead. Yeah. Great Lakes, ocean, stuff like that. You know, it's all that system, all those systems they have for all that kind of stuff. But uh, he came up and was looking at the rod holder, and we got to talking, and I, I did the same story, and he said something about track, and, and uh, you know, the conversation took off from there a little bit. It was, it was just funny. He's like, I, you know, I said, we, we looked into trying to buy track and just make it on our own, and then, then you could make any size, you could cut it up as you need it, because Andy obviously works at a, at a shop his family owns, and, you know, uh, they got the machines to do all this, so, you know, we can just get them run and, and do the work ourselves. And he's like, yeah, I did the same thing. He said, and I couldn't, couldn't figure out where they were getting the extrusion. So he went and bought his own, you know, you go buy the, they, they make the pattern or whatever, and then you've got to pay for it. And then they, they keep it on hand. And, and, uh, you know, the way that works is when you do something like that, when someone pays for it, they cannot reuse that. That's his, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it's at their shop unless he gives them, uh, permission. So there's a chance that a couple of these companies did it together and bought all the stuff and uh, said, yeah, we're going to buy this extruded, you know, this extruded metal. I used to work in the industry and I know Andy knows what we're talking about, but yeah, you sort of buy the, you know, you, you, it's the you extrusion buy the dies. or whatever. It, when, when they, when they make aluminum in any shape, it, it's extruded through a set of dies more or less. And yeah. so he, he paid to have the tooling done to his spec and they're, they're extruding it. It, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but it's probably very close to what all the other brands are. Um, you know, the rod holders are going to fit regardless, but it's, it, it's you know, right now we've, we've become a Trax Tech dealer, a Cisco dealer, and now a Muddy Creek Tackle dealer. And, you know, we use them all. You know, we're not partial mm -hmm. to any one of oh, them. Oh, no, yeah. Um, and if, if at any point, you know, we can't get, if someone says we want this, and we're like, well, we can't get this, but we can get you this. We're just, we're just trying to help people set up, set up their stuff, and you know, have, we're small enough to be flexible. But yeah, um, and, and and the track is going to be really nice having it right down the road for me, which I can't even, I couldn't, I can't even believe that that I rented this guy, uh, you know, because sometimes you get people quick, hey, we're going to Canada, can you? You know, we want to get a couple of rod holders on the boat against the track, and when we got to order it and we see if they have it, and you know, get it shipped in. You know, there's a down period there. I mean, if that happens now, and someone has or gets a new boat and they don't want to be down a lot, I mean, I can literally pick this up to 50, 20 minutes to drive down and drive back. Yeah. You got it on hand; it's sitting right there. Uh, any any special sizes? Uh, you know, you want to cover up a couple extra bolt holes that are inside your boat with your track. Uh, he'll do any of that stuff for us. And, uh, you know, now those special sizes, there's going to be, he said there's probably about a, he would, he would want to have about a two-week turnaround if you special order size just to make sure. Because they have to send this out to get it anodized. That's a whole other process. Yeah. So, 
he can make material, send it out. But yeah, it'll be a quick turnaround. So it's going to be it, it, it's nice to have that stuff readily available. So and we don't have to sit and look at a whole bunch of track all year if we don't move it, or you know, we can get people what they want very, very, very quickly now. Yep. So nice. So we are now. I guess they could kind of be part of the podcast too, Muddy Creek Tackle. Check them out. Yeah. And um, yeah. So. <clears throat> What was it? A, couple, a day or so ago, I got an email from a listener who is looking to buy a couple reels, and uh, he's looking at a couple uh, Legend Tournament rods, and he wanted us to hit a little bit real quick on rods and reels. We've kind of done it in the past, but I couldn't tell him where to listen because I don't document the podcasts all that well to say, <laughs> at this time we did this. So, yeah. And the thing is this, is when it comes to rod and reel talk, if, if we do it three times a year and you listen to it, you could probably see us changing opinions on different things. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it's... If it's we a, do it three times a year, I'll probably not retain any of it. Probably still, not. I still just want to grab that reel. And, oh, seven to one. See how it feels? I'll use this. That's right. It, it, it works. It, you know, and that's that's more or less what it comes down to with, 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 with thing. It's, you know... Um, I'm trying to remember who, 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 this is not a great quote. It's not like one that's going to stick and people are going to put, you know, put this on Facebook, but it's something, it's something it, to the effect of you're not an adult until you change your opinion on something like once a year on a major topic once a year. So, you know, opinions, that opinions is, will, that is quite insane. You know, I mean, it could just be anything. I mean, you know, we don't, we try not to get into politics, but someone, I don't have to explain the quote. You guys understand it. <laughs> Anyways, it, and it doesn't have to be every opinion you have, but there's, a, a, and in musky fishing, a major topic is always rod and reels, and, and people will, will you know, change their opinion on things. Like, I don't know, it, there's not too many legend elites out there yet, but I'm sure that there's people that said, legend tournament is the absolute best rod there is. Yeah. And then as soon as that got, got their legend elite in their hand, this is the best rod. Yeah. That legend tournament. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. wouldn't even it's second best. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, <clears throat> pound it into the garden for a tomato steak. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. it's just it's crazy like that, and it's so you know you're allowed to change opinions and stuff, but you know we're gonna kind of give you know a quick rundown on rods and reels, and you know we'll, we're gonna hit that for a few minutes, then we got a couple other topics, media stuff that we can we can talk about, but. Um, okay, so in, in the email, he was talking about he's going to pick up, if, I, if memory serves me, two Legend tournaments. Nice. Um, Vance, I know you have a couple. I have a couple Legend tournaments. I, I like to cast with those. They are, I think they're the best. I haven't touched an Elite yet, though. Okay. Uh, I love, well, they're, they're light. The the heaviest thing when you grab when when you grab it is the, the, all the weight you feel like's in your hand with depending on which re- reel you choose. But they're light. They got a good hook set on them. Those the eyelets on them are fantastic. And you know, from top to bottom, the durability of those the, those rods. They have a good great. warranty. They, yeah, they have a great warranty. There's been plenty of times, not on musky rods, but I broke rods, and you could just say, "Hey, this broke," basically, and mm-hmm. Saint Croix. We'll send you a new one, or you ship it back to them, and for a small cost, maybe they'll fix it. Yeah, and and this is year after the after the after the uh, the warranty expires, they'll send it right back to you. It's yep. it's fantastic. 
So which which models do you have? I have uh, I have the eight six uh, Legend Tournament big dog big dog. That's the extra heavy. That's the extra heavy. Now Todd and I have those same rods. Mm, yeah. Okay, weighted from for I think six to twelve ounce. Something like so, that. Something it's like it's that. their heaviest action. Yeah, LT. Fast action, heavy power, and then I have uh, the classic jerk, which is hey, yeah, I'm right here. I know, <laughs> which is fitting for Andy, and also <laughs> was fitting uh, for the basically like the the first casting rod I dropped a bunch of money on, mm-hmm. um, and that was when I was casting out of out of a boat rental boats and little row boats with a Do you ever rent a pontoon boat and just be like I got the biggest casting deck ever? Yeah, but I never really liked the fishability of a pontoon boat. I thought it was bogus, you know, you got usually the families out when you're on the pontoon and whatnot. I don't like to be throwing jerk jerk baits around and whatnot with that. But the reason I got the tiny one was because I was sitting low to the water. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how I I jerked, that tip was really never in the water. And uh, once I really got into musky fishing, I, I, I uh, appreciated the longer rod for the, yeah, the extended the first time Vance jumped in with me, he was he was on his he was just fishing on his knees. Yeah, I was because <laughs> 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 I, you know, I was I was I was high off the, I was high off the water up there. Seriously, you were kneeling down. I was doing everything. No. I was, I was really... <laughs> no. He wasn't, but he, I wish. The first he, time I, I fished with Todd, I, the first time I, we stuck him up front in the boat, and I mean, the tip of the rod, if you're standing up in front of the lund, is, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, you know, it's trying to do a figure eight or do anything at the okay. boat. He was bending over a lot. We'll I, I was, I, I understand now. I thought that you were saying that he wasn't used to the altitude. So to get no, a little yeah. bit lower, he had to go on his knees. No, it was all I was praying to God to see a fish after, uh, you know, I went on a guided tour. We saw one on the last cast of the day. It was the worst musky experience of my life. Yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. But you still stuck around. I'm kidding. I was praying. I was praying. But, yeah, so when, you know, in... in for example, that's a perfect example. I, t- I took that, that uh, the classic church, which is basically like a seven-foot rod, uh... And I mean that thing. The the tip of that was, you know, like <laughs> three foot out of the water. And, and really, with those longer rods, you can extend your cast basically with mm-hmm. that figure eight. It really makes a world of difference. And I felt a better hook set once I I, I extended uh, to to that eight six uh, range. And you know, so I I really really like the the eight six now for for that reason. Okay. Um... And, and 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 they're, I mean they're 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 beautiful. Yeah, they're great. They're great rods. And plus the durability. You 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 throw them right down in your boat. You strap them down and, and you go. You can friggin' step on the damn thing if you if you want to. And it really is. They're, they're quite resilient. Oh yeah, I use mine to uh, as like a pole pusher. Yeah. Oh, you do. You actually do do that to get get you off a stump in the in the stream yeah. in the river and whatnot. I've seen that. I'm like. Hmm. I just yeah. jam the tip and push. You can pick it up like two feet down from the tip and just <laughs> pick it up and drag it out if you want. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there, there's there's tons of, of, of nice rods out there. Uh, if you really get to look, and I mean, the difference between the cost, you can buy four or some of these other ones for the price of some of these high-end ones. Are they really necessary? I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm convinced that they are. It's a tool. 
it's a tool you're going to be using, how, how much you're going to want to get into this sport, how much you're going to want to spend to get into the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're nice. I've caught, you know, we've fished with, I have guys bring all kinds of other rods on the boat, and uh, they're, you know, they're nice also. Uh, you know, you get one you're comfortable with, and you're going to have guys that have reasons that they don't like St. Croix. It comes back to controversial topics, everything. <laughs> you're you're going to find someone that says, I don't like, I know, I have a friend that says, I, I don't like St. Croix. I always knock the eye with them. You know, the, the stranded part. I, I can say I've been doing this and I drag them in my boat all year. I haven't had that happen. I, uh, I knocked an but, eyelid out and it killed the fish. It's the rod's fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like, the, you know, the ceramic pops out of their eyelids. I know I've had rods in Florida. I just take a little wee bit of super glue and just dab it on the four, four little corners. Uh, and, th- and then they don't come out. Like, if I do have a ceramic tip. Or, or, you know, ceramic uh, insert pop. I didn't know a uh, circle has corners. What's that? I didn't know a circle has corners. Well, yeah. I, I know little, what you meant, but I had, I had <laughs> to do it. I had to do yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't have corners. Yeah. Poor little, I put that little... Todd rip. uses rods from the Poor Stone Age. They were, they were really into, into squares. Yeah. <laughs> the first yeah. wheels were square. square. I see my square tip to the square, square island rod now. Flintstone rod. rod. Square too. Yeah. yeah, Flintstones make a great rod. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but I prefer know, the Bam Bam special. But when I'm when I'm casting with uh, the Legend tournaments, you you kind of get that, uh, you, you know, like just a confidence in like it's not going to let you down. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I've I, I've never broken one yet. Yeah, I I've, I, I've, I've never broken one of my Saint Croix rods, and I had a whole bunch. What happened to me is I, I used a whole bunch of Saint Croix years ago, and uh, I got robbed. Someone broke. Broke in, stole all my musky gear. One, no, just the rods and reels. And uh, it was when we were doing the PMTT. All star rods were around. It was a great rod company, and uh, they sort of, you know, sponsored me. And uh, you know, so I just bought all the all stars. I knew they had a nice product, and they gave me a heck of a deal. So I went that route. Now they since got bought out by like Shakespeare, and they dropped the whole line of musky rods and just into bath stuff. So. Uh, that happened 15 years ago or 14 years ago. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've you know, been using St. Croix. I still had St. Croix when I had the, uh, the All-Stars too. A few of them floating around in there, but now we've been back to the St. Croix for years and I have never, I can't remember ever breaking one of my, I've had the real seat come loose once or twice. Uh, those are usually on the ones I'm using for trolling. You know, there's a lot of Project X put some extra wear and tear on your reel seat when you put it in there and the rod's getting jerked every five seconds all day, every day for weeks on end. Uh, but that was an easy fix. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to come up with some issues. The rod, you know, find, find one you're comfortable. Find something comfortable in your zone. You're going out spending six or $700 on a custom rod is not going to help you catch any more fish. If you like that kind of stuff, by all means, do it. It's neat to have it. It's neat to spend that money and have that nice, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it comes back to the same as the guns, you know. If you can shoot your gun, what's it matter what it costs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is a tool. Some are lighter, some are heavier, you know. Uh, just don't don't step out of your your, your comfort zone and, and cheapen up on a, 
real or, or you know, don't buy your set of rod holders because you went and bought this real expensive rod. That would be what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I started out using my first musky rod, like real musky rod, was a Gander Mountain Guide Series. But again, my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at that time, worked there, and I got an incredible deal on these. And then I moved up to... Oh gosh, I was I was I used tooth tamers. Tooth tamers, yeah. Tooth, oh, yeah. tooth tamer rods, Bill Green, and yeah, and, I, and they're really nice nice rods. They, they were. I mean, for the price, they were very good yeah. rods. And so is so is the Gander Mountain rod. Yeah, they, they're it's not a very bad. Nice rod. And what are they? They're like seventy bucks or something. Yeah, mm. I, I haven't. I was in Gander I, Mountain I today, but yeah. I they've changed. You know, it was that was mm. what they had. And, mm. You know, in fact, I still have a Gander Mountain rod. It's not a musky rod. It's a it's a tournament pike rod, which is a really nice. I've had people really want to buy that from me. I have it paired with a really you know, a nice Revo bass reel mm-hmm. that I have. Like I think I have thirty. What's that pike outfit? My my pike outfit. Have you seen that? What's a bass? The the bass it, a bass reel. My the Revo. The oh, Revo. They, they make stuff for bass fishing. Abu Garcia, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I got that real long. What do you do with them? Yeah. No. Yeah, I see. You, you, you put an ADOT through their back and you put it under a float. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, so, anyways, it, it's a nice rod and it's, it's, it's there. But um, I haven't been on the Tooth Tamer website in a long time, but they have. There was a last time I looked, which might have been five years ago, Bill Green still had a quote from me. That he had with my name underneath it, you know, like, oh, nice. you know, like that one quote I saw the other day, it says 80% of the statistics that you find online are made up dash Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was ahead of his time. He was. So, um, yeah, anyways, you know, they were, they were good rods and then, you know, we, we got, you know, Todd got guide staffed and, you know, I was able to pick up a, a used rod off of him, that, that big dog of mine and. Um, you know, I like it, but I will say this, you know, St. Croix makes a good rod, but the bandsaw cuts them in half real quick. Mm. Cause I did extend the cork on mine. You know, I didn't. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by, 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 about three or four inches because, because I, that's uh, what you're comfortable with. That's what I was comfortable with. And, and the reason I did that was because, and I talked about tooth tamer was because I had their jawbreaker, which was the XXX heavy. It's and it was like rated to four pounds or something like that for a bait. I don't know how they got to that, but it was extremely stiff. But anyways, it had a really long butt cork on it, and in the way that I hold my rod and reel, it, it it fit in my armpit rib area a lot better. So when I got the big dog, I liked I liked the rod, but it was just a few inches too short. Mm. That's what she said. Uh, and nice. uh, yeah, it all goes said. back to comfort and what you're used to. And if you're not used to any. You know, if, if if it's your first go around, you know, pick one up, and uh, you know, if, if you like the feel, go with it. You're gonna be you're 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 gonna like it. It's gonna be your new fishing rod. Yes. Uh, obviously, I mean, I think for the I think for the you know the money, uh, you know, the Saint Croix. I know the guys that are into everybody that I've talked to, which I, you know, I've got to know, know know a lot of the guys that are into fly fishing. Those guys are really crazy about their rods. And uh, they spend thousands of dollars on their rods, and uh, you know, even, even I, I've had some guys out that were like pro uh, 
pro pro uh, fly fishing guys that fish tarpon and go for world records all the time, and I've had them in the boat with me, and uh, you know they don't have the St. Croix, but they they have had them and they have used them. And the one guy said for the money, they felt that that's the if you're getting into it and you want to buy a fly rod for muskie fishing, they feel that is the one to go to. You know, it's a it's a lower to mid range fly rod, but but for what you're getting, uh, you know, those are the rods they like. And I think it's probably the same way in in the uh, in the muskie fishing and everything else. You know, it's a nice sensitive rod. Let's 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 face it, we are not dealing with sensitivity at all in in what we're doing. Your rod, you 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 feel the strike. You could feel the strike if I had it on my the pole that's, that my broom is on. Yeah, uh, you you would feel the strike. I mean, it, there, there, the sensitivity doesn't sell me a rod for for, for musky fishing. You know. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. No, you are you you're. A strike cork guy. I like there's a split grips and whatnot. Yeah. I never got into the split grips because I don't like the feel that it's underneath my arm. It, it just feels. I, like I, it's I never held one. Me. I've never held one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've, I, I've, I've held, held them. them. Yeah. I've never fished with one, and I and I cannot verify this because I've never fished with one. I was worried about having that smaller diameter hitting my ribs. Me too. And and yeah. and possibly you know giving me bruises or discomfort. I'm, there's going to be people out there that say you're full of it. Everybody's different. Yep. I've ne- I just looked at that and I said that's going to hurt me. I've never tried it to verify it, but I'm just a straight cork kind of guy because I've I've, I've fished with one before mm-hmm. uh, and I've picked them up at the, in the stores and all that stuff. You can really bomb them out there when you you have that your opposing hand on the bottom of that butt end of that mm-hmm. and, and you just really make some bomb casts with mm-hmm. that. Uh, however, it comes back to a comfortability. Uh, standpoint mm-hmm. it just feels better that long cork underneath my arm there when i'm mm-hmm. when i'm in the motion of of jerking and whatnot so yeah that's why I yeah some it. people love them i mean some people i get guys that bring their own i mean we supply everything when we do our trips for the trolling and i have rods and reels on board for everybody but you know the guys that are into musky fishing you know a lot of guys i mean i got guys who use left-handed reels i can't i can't have you know, nine left-handed reels and nine right-handed reels on board, the spinning poles. I mean, there's there's a, there's an amount of rods and reels that I can take. So I always tell guys, you know, if, if you, I mean, if you've got your own rig, bring it for casting. You don't have to worry about trolling. But and uh, you know, a lot of guys love those 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 split grips. I'm the same as you guys. I'm just not comfortable. I, I fish them a little bit. I tuck it in there. The way I tuck my rod, it's I, I don't feel I don't feel that I don't feel it the way the same way. I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to buy any because I'm used to the other ones. I like, I pinch that cork down between my, you know, between my uh, elbow and my side there as I'm doing it. That's just for leverage because I'm throwing jerk baits when we're casting about 90% of the time. And uh, I just don't like the feel of the split. Other guys like them. They're, I don't think they're, it's the same rod. They just didn't put the cork on. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, anyways, so that's, that's you know, I guess I'll, I'll put this out there. I, I used, and, and you've probably all heard this anyway, I used to have three, four, five rods in the boat. I've narrowed it down to the one, that Legend Tournament. Um, if, if that Legend Tournament, like, that's the only casting rod I have for me in the boat. 
Some people argue you need to have one for every presentation. I, I feel I can do everything adequate to excellent with that big dog. So that's the one that I have. And so that's, that's like the only, I guess what I'm getting at is that if, if you can say, I'm going to fish one rod for all of these, all of these presentations that I'm going to do, I would say, instead of buying three mid-grade rods, buy one high-end rod and take the money extra that you save and either upgrade your reel or put it in the bank. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Because, you know, and I, I, I have my tranks on the big dog. Retail, I'm flirting with 900. By the time you put a bait on it in some line, I'm close to a grand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but you put it. You, you see guys carrying three mid-level combos, like a mid-level combos two hundred fifty dollar reel with probably a two hundred dollar. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're at four fifty. They're carrying three of them. You're you're fourteen hundred dollars. So, yeah. but it took me going through those, however many a dozen rod and reel combos before I realized I'd sooner just fish one mm -hmm. because that's all I can hold at any time. So that's what I did, but I'm not recommending that for the first timer out there. Um, it's it's just it's it's not feasible when you know you, you see these people on forums and Facebook saying, "I'm getting into musky fishing. What ten baits should I have?" Yeah, and then they just get bombarded, and then yeah. it's get a nice. It, it, you can do it with a mid mid level. I I could do it. If if, 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 you, if you took away my my combo right now. I would probably, and you said you have a, you you have you can't spend that much. I would get a Premier, the extra heavy Premier. Um, that's a two hundred dollar rod, about, mm -hmm. and I'd probably yeah. put that Daiwa Lexa, that that higher speed Lexa, that four hundred, on it, and I would save at least two to three hundred bucks, mm -hmm. maybe even more over the combo I have now. And I don't think I would be losing anything other than the 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 eyelets that somehow shed the line from when you tangle the tip. Yeah, and so, so, anyways, that's that's more or less the rods in a nutshell. Unless you guys got anything more to add to that? No, no. I, I agree. I no, agree. the rod, yeah, the rod, like, like, yeah, that's this man. The, the rods are it's a tool. It's a, it's tool. a tool. Get one you're comfortable with. Get one you can afford, and and go with it. My my clients are throwing as, as Andy said. We we don't. I don't hand tournaments off to these people. I mean, they're getting banged on the road. And I've told the stories before. They they sometimes get thrown in the water. I have people laying on the bottom of my boat because they fall down when they set the hook and the, the rod is pinned halfway up the rod, pinned against the side of the boat. Uh, I, I, I'm not doing it with the, the tournaments or the, what's the, the, that, what's the higher end one now? Legend uh, Elite. Elite, yeah. We, I, I, we cast mostly the premieres. Uh, and... Uh, even the I don't know. When I grab that premiere, I don't see that much of it. I, I don't feel that whole bunch different in that than my tournament, other than what Andy said. The, 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 the islets, you know, the islets do shed the line. Uh, we're not fishing the same as Andy, but, uh, you know, the only time I can see you wanting, if, if you're going to want to get into this early spring fishing, you know, the way that they're doing a lot of it down south, throwing those little rattle baits and these little baits, that's the only time that I don't, I'm not comfortable with my big dog, is, is, is throwing the, the, the little wee baits. I mean, I've done it, you can throw them out there, but you, you, there, there's no tip 
there's no tip bends at all, and it's just a lot of it's, it's a lot of rods for those little lures. But unless you're going to get into that, if you're throwing a normal musky bait, I don't think there's any reason. I don't I don't change rods. I fish the same rod whether I'm throwing the bucktail, the rubber bait, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll kind of clarify when I said that the, that the big dog does everything. I think adequate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like what you were saying with 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 the small baits. Yeah, throwing the the light small spinners and rattle traps and stuff with with a heavy action rod, it's kind of like when your leg falls asleep and you get up and walk. You you kind of know what to do, but you just don't feel it. It's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that's yeah. kinda, you can do it, but I just don't do it that much to where when I need to do it, I'll just say yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'll, I'll soldier through. I I think yeah. on the on the. The upper end of the weight class, though, if you're if you're getting into it, you might be drawn to you know buy the big rubber baits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, what's the first thing you think of? Big rubber bait, the pounder, pound, the pounder. Okay, so yeah. you know, those you look at Saint Croix's line. I mean, a lot uh, uh, a lot of them aren't rated for sixteen ounces. No, that big dog isn't. No, it's not. And I, I, I had a guy tell me that he snapped three of them throwing pounders. Now, he was probably loading up that rod and bombing them, you know, which I know they fish that way in the open water. Uh, out of St. Clair, you know, these guys are taking bomb casts, letting it settle down, and then working it back in. I, I don't, you know, we really, we're, we're fishing structure and stuff. We really don't take... And he, we do all underhand throws, so no one gets hooked, and just a little pitch, pitch cast, and you can throw these baits far further, enough, further, further than I would want to throw them. You know, when those fish hit when they're way out there, uh, you know, you don't get the same hook set. You tend to, <laughs> you tend to lose more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you know, you know, we we, we hit St. Croix pretty hard on that. I'm. You know, you. I have a tackle industries rod. I was just about to bring up tackle industries. I have, I have a tackle industries rod, and and uh, it's rated for over a pound or something like that. Uh, and I use it for trolling in my mm-hmm. my uh, my down rod position for baits that really crank back there. And uh, you know, it, it's it's a great setup. Um, it's it's a, it's a seven footer. It's got and it's. Uh, the 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 series that I have, I mean, you're you're looking to spend anywhere from 150 bucks to 250 bucks for their ones that are comparable to the length and mm-hmm. and and the weight class. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're just getting into it, you know, you gotta you just gotta think, okay, where am I fishing? Uh, what you know, and and what baits am I what you know what baits am I gonna buy out of the gates here just to get started, yeah. rather than get overwhelmed with picking up a magazine and you know if you're fishing streams you know you're probably not the pounder's probably not the best best option for you uh, initially uh and it is kind of cool to have one though when you I mean, pull oh, it out yeah. and show your friends oh god yeah yeah look at this bait you yeah know, especially when I they're fish. they're not in the musky realm oh yet. yeah yeah absolutely like you can it, 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 and 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 just as Anthony is saying i mean it, it gets confusing when you're trying to, like, people are like, well, what's that rod rated for? You know, the, the 8 to 12 ounce baits, and, the, you know, it, it's rated from 1 to 6 or whatever. I, I really have never paid attention to that. 
you know, uh, th- 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 these rods are pretty durable. It's not like you think, oh, boy, this bait is upper end. Maybe I shouldn't throw it or uh, it, it's, it's, you can go over the, the limits and you can fish under them too. <laughs> yeah. Without, without any problem. Yeah. So I guess our advice is try to, try to touch the rods before you pull the trigger on any of them. Go to a show, look at them, hold them, feel them, bend the tip, you know, and just, and just get an idea. And, um, you know, Tackle Industries makes a good rod for, you know, there's a lot of custom rod builders that actually use the Tackle Industry blanks, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, th- that's a, that's a good rod, Gander Mountain, you know, like we talked about, look at all of them, uh, Muskie Innovations, they've been making the Bulldog rod for a long time, I don't know if they still are, Chaos Tackle has the Assault Sticks, I think, mm-hmm. check them all out, feel them, you know, you don't, I don't know if you're going to find, you're always going to find sidesteps. You know, and, and do you, you know, some people don't want to be associated with a cheaper, cheaper named rod, but that's what they can afford. You know, don't worry about it. No one cares. I, at least I don't. If you were to show no. up with. Yeah. No. So. I'd like to get into the extremes, like extreme heavy XXXs or the ones that are too light. If you, if you stay with one of those middle range you know a heavy heavy extra heavy maybe that's uh, what, that's a good length. yeah i mean if you stay within it you're you're gonna like the rod if yeah you, when you get to the extremes is when it does get a little i mean you could you can be under powered easily in musky fishing uh, it's a little harder to get overpowered but you know those those double x heavy uh say croy has a double or triple x heavy i mean it's stiff <laughs> yeah uh, you, you, you're, you're probably not going to like that one as much. It's not going to be as user-friendly, you know, to try to keep pressure on that fish when it hits. I mean, to keep a bend in the rod, you get so much pressure. So, you know, stay in that mid-range, you know, something to cast those two to two to eight-ounce bait somewhere in that range, you're going you're gonna to like your rod. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, we'll get off the rods. We're going we're gonna to hop into reels, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little uh, today's Andy's lessons in physics this will be educational for me this will be yeah um i kind of hinted at this before but this this is something that i i I see thrown around like almost like it's gospel but i it's it's i think it's misunderstood by the masses and it's people are catching catching on to it if if i i'll start out with this and i found this was funny a couple weeks ago or a week or so ago Musky, I don't know which one it was, flea market, sucker free, whatever, buy, sell, trade. There was, there's, there's some people that are looking for handouts. And I have yet to have someone come and look for handouts to me, but people will screenshot a name. Anyways, th- th- this story is going to come back to fishing reels, okay? Um, <clears throat> and this, supposedly, I didn't see it personally except for uh, someone that, that that brought it up as a as a discussion that said so and so was looking put up a uh a want to buy musky reel and they had a budget of like sixty dollars and uh, and all these people were saying i have an abu c3 that i'll sell you for 60 or i have a shimano cardiff i'd sell you for 60 and the, supposedly the guy 
was saying, no, I don't want that real whatever. So this one guy being a prankster said, I have a brand new NACL Revo uh, Abu Garcia with line on it. I'll sell you for 60. And the guy was anticipating him to say, I'll take it. But the first thing he said was, what ratio? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're, you're looking at a $250 reel who, who's getting an incredible, you know, he, he put out this fictitious, this, this thing, this, this like, I have this, I'll sell it to you, this brand new reel with line. And instead of saying, I'm desperate enough that I'm looking for a reel for 60 bucks, I'm going to, the first question is, what ratio, like, now he's being choosy. Yeah. For, for wanting to have uh, an inexpensive reel. So that what ratio comes up a lot. And you, you got to think of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain why gear ratio, and I've, I've taken a lot of stuff on different forums and stuff like that. People put so much credence on gear ratio, and, it, and it's not really, it doesn't tell the whole, the whole story. Um, you have a fishing reel. I'm actually holding one. I'm holding Todd's Lexa 300 right now. That's mine. That's Todd's. I'm holding Vance's. Hope's Todd's. Dang it. Yeah. There we go. This one's smoother because I just hey, looped right, it up. Right. Anyways, so I got, I'm holding Todd's Lexa 300 HS. And it has, I'm trying to see if it has, I think it's like the it's, 7 to 1 ratio. 7 to 1, yeah. And, yeah. um, Okay. What you have is you have a little machine in your hand, okay? Any machine needs to have energy put in. And that energy is actually coming from you. You're burning calories. So the input is your effort into the, into the machine. The output is that it's retrieving line. And let's face it, just about all the reels cast the same. So I'm not going to talk about castability on this. I'm talking about... Why gear ratio is just one part of a complex equation on the reel. It's not super complex, but okay. Seven to one. Vance, you understand that. You see where the reel position is right now? Yes. When I turn this one time, if I were to have a mark on this spool, the spool would go around seven times. Now, it might be 7.1 to one. We're going to make this easy. Seven times. Mm -hmm. So, if I put a little mark here... And one time, this thing went around seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the spool goes around seven times. The spool has a diameter. And that diameter is whatever it is right now. Um, because it's a circle, it has a circumference. So, one rotation of the crank, seven times on the spool. So, that's seven times the circumference. So if this reel can bring in 30, I think it's 34 inches a turn. So you could figure out the diameter of this spool. Now they're taking it at full spool. You could take 34 and you're going to have to, so you're going to have circumference. You're going to have diameter times pi times 7. And that's going to, that should equal up to 34 inches. 34 inches. So you can just rearrange the equation. I'm not going to do this math in my head right now. But anyways, that's that's how it comes up with inches per turn. So if, if with this reel, one turn, spool spins around seven times. Seven times the circumference equals 34. Um, so 
Let's just say I change gear ratios. Spool diameter stays the same. Now we have um, 14 to 1 gear ratio. So one turn of this handle equals the spool going around 14 times. You would expect it to will. be more, more inches. It should be double the inches. Yes. So instead of 34, it's going to be 68. Now let's, now let's do this. We go back to our 7 to 1 with a 34 inch retrieve. Let's cut the, di cut the circumference in half, which is a product of diameter times pi. So you take the diameter in half. And it's still 7 to 1. You turn the handle one time, you will then have a decrease in inches per turn by 50%. Mm -hmm. It's going to be 17 inches per turn. That, that's kind of important when, you, when we come into spool diameter in casting because the diameter when you cast of your spool is going to change. And that's going to change how many inches per turn because I just told you by making a smaller diameter, it's going to then, the circumference is smaller. If you, anybody out there that's seen a winch on a four-wheeler or a Jeep or whatever, and it says it's a 6,000-pound winch. That's 6,000 pounds on an empty spool, okay? When it gets to a full spool, you have more power to pull in with a smaller spool because you're bringing in less inches per turn. Mm -hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> where, where it gets me going is when someone says um, you got a Tranks that's like 30 inches per turn, the powered one. And you let's just have another comparable reel. Let's just let's just say Todd's Lexa that I'm holding right now with the spool at a diameter that brings in 30 inches per turn. Because you can do that. You cannot fully spool a reel and essentially slow it down on inches per turn. Mm -hmm. If you cast them out and you reel in a bait, if the handle length is the same, the amount of effort you put in to turn it. Is the, same. is the same. It doesn't matter if it's 5.4 to 1, 7 to 1, 50 to 1. If the inches per turn is there, and the reason being is that you are doing a, a, a work. You have resistance out there on the line. This fishing reel does not care what it is. It can be a double cowgirl. It could be a garbage bag. It could be a stump, and you're pulling the boat there. If you're bringing that line in at a rate, let's just say you're doing one handle turn per second. And if you have that Tranks and this Lexa, same handle length, and you, if you could close your eyes and just turn a handle, you will not be able to tell the difference between either or. Because you're doing the same amount of work. You're bringing in the same amount of line with the same amount of resistance. And I've had people say, well, no, one has a lower gear ratio, so it's easier. No, it isn't. It, it can't be. Because... Let's just let's just say that you have a a fictitious reel that can bring in 30 inches a turn that has a 10 to 1 ratio and you have another one that has a 1 to 10 ratio. Now, the spool diameters are going to be completely different on this. If you're saying that the 1 to 10 ratio, meaning that the spool spins one time with 10 cranks of the handle is going to be easier to reel then the 10 to 1, you're telling me that you can somehow create energy. If you're still bringing in 30 inches a turn... It's 30 inches a turn. It's 30 inches a turn. 
it does not matter. Because if you can say, oh, just by changing the gear ratio, it makes it easier, then why don't they make, you know, oh gosh, you know, you got seven to one ratio. Let's make it 0 0.01 to one ratio. At that point, the reel should almost spin itself. It, it don't work that way. You can't, you can't make it easier by gear ratio. There's no free lunch is more or less what I'm saying is that if you've got a reel that's bringing in 43 inches a turn, if at the same velocity, you know, of, of the bait being retrieved, you have one that's, okay, let's just say I said 43, we're going to say 21 and a half. You're going to be reeling twice as fast with the 21 and a half inches per turn as you would the, the 43 inches per turn. But it's you can crank it mathematically twice as fast because the energy that you're putting in you know when, when it comes down to the velocity you see those guys just hammering on the on their reels that's that's the difference i've i had my buddy who had a c3 and i had my tranks we cast it out and we'd race to see who could come in quickest when it was all said and done it was really close to each other i was getting 43 inches per crank but i have a big power handle it's taking me longer to make a complete revolution. So just because you got that 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 huge increase in, in line, like my tranks take up a line, I like that reel because I'm reeling up a lot of slack line. We're jerkbaiting. So I pull it and I just got to reel up slack line to get the tip straight again. So I can do it with one finger. I just have to do maybe two, two and a half revolutions and it's there. Whereas like if I had a slower reel, like a Revo winch, I just can't sit there and spin it with my pointer finger. I have to hammer on the, hammer home on the, on the handle to get it to suck in mm -hmm. quick enough. So when it comes down to gear ratio, it's overrated because there's, it has a, another component that people don't talk about and that's spool diameter. You look at a Tranks, it has an enormous spool compared to this Daiwa Alexa. Mm -hmm. So the, the diameter obviously has a direct relationship to the circumference. So people then say, well, why do they put gear ratio printed on the reel and put it on the box? Because that's an easy reference. Mm -hmm. It's a really easy reference. Um, but it doesn't tell the whole story. I have that Alexa that's sitting over there that's eight to one, it's the same speed as my tranks at 6.4 to one. They're the same, that, that, that's a classic example of spool diameter trumping um, a, a lower gear ratio than you know a smaller diameter spool with a fast. It's gonna feel the same. You put the same handle on them, they're gonna feel the same. Mm -hmm. It brings in the same, it, it, it's a, the inches per crank is the same on the two of those reels. Correct. Yeah. And but, but, but they're different gear ratios. Exactly. And yeah. people yeah. will say that the Tranks is easier to reel because it has a lower gear ratio. The Tranks is probably easier to reel because it has a ginormous power handle, which is changing the torque that you can put on, essentially, the, I'm going to call it the main shaft. I, I, I put gear... Uh, Real gurus out there are probably going to be cringing at that I said that. Um, I don't know the proper names and the anatomy of a reel. But 
you can put more torque into it because you have more leverage. Mm-hmm. You put the same handle on that Lexa HD, that high-speed one there, and my Tranks, it is going to feel the same. Obviously, if you're palming the reel, you're going to tell a difference. But the overall effort that you put in, it's the same. So for someone looking for a reel, an all-around reel, kind of like we talked about the all-around rods, I would shoot for something, my opinion, 32 to 34 inches per crank is a really good all-around reel. And I, I, you know, Todd, I don't know what you feel about that. So you, you like looking at the inches per turn rather than gear ratio. Gear ratio doesn't tell the whole story. Mm. Inches per turn tells you what you're going to be feeling. It's here. Here's, here's a good example for the people out there that, that understand pickup trucks and stuff. I have a feeling that a lot of these guys in, in the middle, you know, Midwest and anyone that's lived through their teens in rural areas who jack up a truck and put, you know, 38 inch tires underneath it. You pick up your truck, say you got standard, you know, whatever, 32s on it, and you drive it around and everything's good. Then you go and put 38s on it, and all of a sudden it doesn't feel like it has the same amount of power. Mm-hmm. That's because now your motor, for every revolution your motor makes, which is very minimal movement, but for a given amount of RPMs, you are traveling, gosh, that's six inches. You're going to be traveling roughly, that's five, 20% further. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 to 20% further per revolution of the tire. So you should expect to feel what feels like 20% decrease in power. But you really have all the power there. You're just moving your vehicle further per, you know, given yeah. amount. And then there's some guys that put giant tires on and then they change the gears in their rear end to right compensate right. for it. And then they got their power right back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's really a good way of, of putting it is that um, you put big tires on a truck, it's going to feel like it's not as powerful. You change the gearing to make it go the same inches or you could almost say feet per turn on a tire, you're going to gain the, t- the power right back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is not just, it's not just gear ratio. Um, <clears throat> and where it comes down to the reels, we're going to talk, I'm just going to say it again, it's preference. I like my tranks. It palms nice in my hand. I don't have the biggest hands, but it palms nice in my hands. Um, I, Todd's bigger than me. I think you've said many times it, it just doesn't fit you well. No, I just uh, I've, I've I've said it many times. It feels heavy. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. But I'm not used to it. Also, you know, once again, it comes back. It's going to come back to the same thing. You're going to get comfortable with your with your outfit real quick. Uh, you have guys, it, this is, this is the Chevy Ford Dodge <laughs> thing. Some guys are going to say, you never want to buy an Abu Garcia. You never want to buy a, this, or you never don't want to do this. You know, I had a guy who was, tell, it was, I was looking at one of the uh, Lexus down here in Columbus. He's like, oh, you, you guys don't want to get those. Can't keep my clients using on those things. You know, I had problems with it and, you know, Andy did put a new something in mine. I don't know. There's an anti reverse paw. That's why on he this. had it. Yeah. yeah. There's an anti reverse paw, which in, in the reel, there's this reel and a lot of reels have it. There's two anti reverse. So when you set the hook and your reel doesn't spin backwards, there's there's a bearing that that doesn't allow 
you to spin it backwards. And there's also like this really just crude way. There's like a metal lever that if it, if that bearing starts to spin backwards, it will fall in and like literally like throwing a stick through the spokes of a bicycle. (laughs) It's going to stop it. Um, should that bearing fail. And he, he wore out there's little baby ears that just hug this big gear that, that there's enough friction on there to where if it spins backwards, it's going to bring it down and, and stop it. He wore one of those ears off. Um, and, and that was that was three years with clients throwing a lot of the times, which I can't say how many times this thing got engaged halfway through a cast, things like this. Not experienced clients, you know. Uh, it, it lasted for three years for me, and I had no idea how many fish. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm going to just explain. And something else I think people should 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 at least look at is be gets build up confidence to take your reels apart and at least grease them. You know, there's a lot of schematics, there's a lot of how-to stuff that you can find online, and and, and the reason being is that you know, like I said earlier, it's a machine. You can go out and buy a brand new truck. Name your brand. And you could get it five feet off the lot, and it could it could break. Whatever light bulb, throw a rod through the case, what have you. It's a machine. Things are going to go down, and then everyone's going to have their own opinion on. Well, this one's better because this the, I had this and it broke. You know, like the like the example that Todd gave. I'm looking at the invoice Todd got for repairing his Lexa with the anti reverse Paul. <laughs> Dollar eighty-five for the part. I'm looking at it. A buck eighty-five. He also re- I replaced a a bearing on the magnetic brake side. It, it's it's not the the side of the handles on, but the other side. Four dollars and forty cents. So the subtotal was three dollars and twenty-five cents. Now, Todd, I, I I hope you don't mind. I'm exposing no. your financial records here. All my finances, yeah. <laughs> they charged three dollars and fifty cents to ship this. Over fifty percent of his bill, or fifty percent of the parts, one third of his bill was shipping. He had a cool nine dollars and seventy-five cents in replacing these two parts, and the bearing was suspect to even need replacing. But we were there, we were greasing it, we did it anyway. So maintaining a, a reel, and I would call this a mid-level reel. You know, this is a two hundred dollar reel. Uh, you know, might have been two fifty back when you got it, and in three years you had to dump ten bucks that included shipping into it. And this yeah. reel has been fished. I have, you know, the Shimano equivalent. I had, I don't. I think I got one sitting here. I had five Curado three hundreds, and there were a lot of people that said that reel wasn't good and whatever. I had five. I, I fished three. I had two brand new ones. I said these are my backups just in case one goes down and for whatever reason I can't fish the other two rods that were at my feet I had two brand new ones that I never even took out of the box you know it ended up being to where I just started fishing one reel and when that one kind of got all gimme and grimy and the line needed replaced I just put on another one and (laughs) try to wear out that line there's if you open them up and you you grease them and clean them and, and keep them halfway dry which involves seconds of your time. If they're soaking wet, take them out of your rod locker and let them dry. And right now with all these battles that I'm seeing on 
Facebook and the forums, instead of fighting with each other, take a little wrench and a screwdriver, open up your reel, see how it works, and say, oh, I bet you this could use some grease or this could use some oil. A little bit of that, I guess I'd sooner put oil in the wrong place than not put any oil at all because you'll at least learn something and That's not... what I did to that reel. When I started having problems with that reel, I, I sat there while the guys were fishing one day, opened it up, got in as deep as I could that I knew I could still get it back together, greased, oiled it up a little bit. I didn't have any grease on the boat. Yeah, ended up I just squirted a whole bunch of oil in there, sealed it back up, wiped it off, and said, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Good as new. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that, that that's that's my thing is that if if I were to buy, you know, talk, you know, talking about with the rods, and um, I have my LT with with the tranks. By the way, I did not pay retail for that stuff. Um, I don't think I could justify doing that, but I'm so used to it, I'm, I might have to do it. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> I keep flip flopping on that. But anyways, if I were to buy a combo right now, I'd probably buy that extra heavy or that heavy premiere that we talked about it sitting right there i could go grab it and look at it and be accurate with what i'm saying and i'd probably put that lexa hd eight to one on it and like i said earlier i'd be a couple hundred dollars ahead at least and i would essentially have the same feeling rod Mm. and um i guess one one more quick thing i'm gonna talk about the tranks it's heavier yes it's like a 20 ounce reel you're, I'm palming it, and people say that, you know, and that's fine. They can say it's heavy and it wears them out. That's that's okay. What I ended up finding with the tranks was that I did feel it in my left hand holding that reel. But the amount of energy and that I saved cranking on the handle of a s- slower inches per turn reel, it, it about, it, it evened out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saving effort with the right by adding more to the left. And that's where I say there's no free lunch. Mm-hmm. And even with that, that that Lexa, I think it's like 16. It's only a few ounces lighter. But even still, it's, you know, it's still heavier than like my Curato that weighed 11 ounces. Mm-hmm. It, it There's going to be a trade-off. If you want a fast reel, um, you're going to put a little more effort into turning a, turning a bait that, that's harder to turn. And um, I will, you know... And I didn't even get into the mechanics. You know, like if you get a, a cheap reel that might have a lot of bushings and some sloppier tolerances, it will add some effort to turning to, to cranking in a bait versus one that has really nice high-end bearings and what have you. But I'm going to just say all things equal, brand new reels, you're not going to really feel a whole lot of difference. If it, if it does 43 <coughs> inches a turn, sorry, it does 43 <laughs> inches a turn. Yeah. And it's going to feel the same, assuming the handle lengths are the are the crank handle lengths are the same. Mm-hmm. So I might not have really conveyed that clear enough. If if you guys need more, any anyone out there that doesn't believe me or whatever, please email me. Or you want to talk more? Didn't quite understand something because I was shooting from the hip, <laughs> even though I had like a half hour to prepare. I could have taken some notes, but I didn't. But. <laughs> Vance, what are you feeling yeah. on reels? Or and, and you, you know what? Through the years, I've, I've had great luck with some of my ambassadors. I've had, I mean, Shimano makes a great reel. 
I've, I've just, you know, for me personally, I've been, I've been using them all on and off for the last 30 years. And, uh, you know, the, the Daiwas have been a great product for me. I have a Daiwa millionaire. I still use it all the time. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's a slower, smaller, smaller reel, but, uh, I mean, that thing's been plugging along now for 15 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't get the use right now that it used to. You know, sort of a, a backup role, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, I'll, I'll give I'll give advice on a Tranks again because I I just thought of this because a Tranks has such high capacity for for the line. If anybody asked me which Tranks should I buy, a high gear or a power gear, HG or PG, every time I'm going to tell them get the high gear, and the reason being is you can always make a faster reel slower. By not putting as much line on it. If, you, if you've already made the commitment that you're going to go to a Tranks, get the one that you can slow down because you cannot speed up the slow one. And not that the slow one's slow, it's just you can just peel some line off of that bad boy on the high gear and you can make a power gear. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the beauty of changing the diameter of your spool by not filling it up as much. And that goes with... I remember I had a, a C4, an Abu C4. It was a 6500 or something like that. Anyways, <clears throat> I would cast out, and this was early in my, my, my musky fishing career. I'd cast out and I'd be cranking these bucktails as, as hard as I can. And I'm like, man, these baits aren't going very fast. I didn't full spool that thing. It was, it was like barely any line on it. And... When I filled it up, I'm like, oh, that's why they tell you. It was noticeably different on how fast you can turn turn a bait in, you know, bring it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I, I, I've, I've seen many people who just said, well, I put 100 yards on there. That should be enough. <laughs> I mean, the, the, that's the big thing. Throw backing on there. I mean, on that tracks, if you were to crack some of these new lines on, because I use Tiger Braid, Mason Tiger Braid on everything, uh, you know, to fill that tracks up, I'd have a hundred dollars worth of line. You know, I use backing. I put it like a hundred, hundred yards, but I, I, you know, I have the backing figured out to the point where it's going to fill the fill the spool. That's a big, that's a, that's a big thing that we didn't really talk about. Keeping that, I mean, you touched on it there, but to get the most out of your reel, you got to keep that spool filled. Yeah, and and but you know, like. I, like I was saying, if, if you if you buy a reel that you think's too fast, and I want to think maybe I, maybe I was wrong, maybe your die was thirty seven inches a turn. I, I don't remember. Thirty seven or thirty. No, that little one. I'm thinking that that one was thirty two. Okay, if, I have a four hundred also. Okay, and that might be. I don't know. I, I'd have to I look up remember. the stats, but I bought it, looked at it, I use it. I don't look back. I didn't even know know what that. I mean. I was a gear rate. I was a gear ratio guy. Like, what ratio is it? Da, da, da. But this is going back to when they first come out. Those high speeds, you know, the high speeds when they first coming out to those six point three years ago, and it was not the same as it is now. <laughs> those reels were hard to reel. It was like they were over geared or whatever. It just didn't want to come in. It wasn't steady. You almost had to, when you got a fish on and that pressure on there, it's like you couldn't turn a handle. You had to almost pump the fish in. But they're a lot different now. Of course, 
it, it's probably a, 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 a coming back to a construction or maybe real hand yeah. length and all bearings and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, more more efficient use of the materials and um, so you know that that that's my my thing is my advice: find a reel that's comfortable for you. Vance, are you still holding the the, the foregrip? I am. Yeah. Okay, Vance is holding the foregrip. I'm palming a Tranks, and Todd is palming a 300, which is, you know, Alexa 300, which is, I'd probably say the, the not a lot of guys are using 200 size reels for musky fishing. So the Tranks is a 500, 3, 4, and 500, that's the normal sizes. You're not complaining about the 300 in terms of size. And find one that feels comfortable, and I would say, Keep it in the middle, 30 inches of crank if you're going to go with all around and you're going to be in a combo that can do everything that you're going to want it to do. But any of the name brands, Akuma, Daiwa, Shimano, um, Abu, those you can't go wrong with those. Find one that's in your budget, get the best reel you can afford, and I'm going to go on a limb here, guys. I would say... I would sooner cheap out on a rod and buy a better reel than... By far. By far, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by far. As we said, I mean, the rod is just its a tool. It's an extension of your reel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the, all those rods are going to be able to handle these fish. Yeah. And um, that's, that's pretty much... I mean, I could keep talking about reels because, it, you know, I I could talk about the ratios and casting and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like, I guess I'll wrap this up with this. When I see a gear ratio, I can, I can put it in a window. This reel should be bringing in about this much line. The number that really matters to the effort is inches per turn. And it's for all the reasons I've already said. But like when I see eight to one, I'm like, oh, that's spinning that thing fast. It probably has a smaller spool. And look, it has 43 inches of turn, the same as my Tranks. That's 6.4 to one. And there's no magic bullet there. Um, that horse is dead and I'm keep beating it. So let's talk about, I got a text and I kind of led, led you guys in on this earlier. Gear man Steve texted me today, midday. And the text read something to the effect of, um, you guys are right. Everything in muskie fishing is controversial. And we're not going to do a controversial topic thing right now. But he, he brought up, he says, hop on muskie first and see what they're talking about. Because, and you know, we, we did the boga grip two weeks ago. The people were, were getting on each other. And I, I just glanced through it. There's probably more to the story. But now it's, whether or not it's ethical to have a glove on your hand when you pick a muskie up. That happened on the forums. That happened on muskie first. Oh, jeez. And I... Oh, my God. But, you know, so I laugh. I'm like, well, so now oh, people complain God. if you pick them up. I stay away from those forums. It's a good laugh. It's insane. It is insane, but it's a good laugh. It is, it is definitely insane. It's bickering, like, 
daytime TV shows that geared for women. <laughs> like it's like the the View. It's uh, you know like the with like Whoopi Goldberg and all those other plastic surgery like seventy year olds. It's insane. You go on there. You 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 post a picture. You're hammered for it. I think that what what we're, we're going to be bringing up what I what we saw what, yeah. today. It's oh my god. It's yeah. It's. It gets, it gets it's, it's, it's going to be endless, and the guys that are listening that are getting into the sport, the guys that are uh, into it but maybe concerned with what they're doing because they read something or see something. I mean, as we as, as we said before, we're not going to do anything you know controversial, but we have a lot of them. That I, I'm not, I want to bring up everything that I've heard, which is every part of musky fishing, just as bad as that in that in our last podcast. I mean, from from the time you say you're going to go. It's the controversy begins from everything you do, uh, but it's just uh, it, it's um, and it's craziness. Don't get overwhelmed with it. What kind you know, of- do your best. Try to get the fish in. Try to get it released. Try not to let it flop around the boat. I mean, you, you'll get better at it. There's only one way you're going to do it, That's and you're, you're going to have to learn. You know, watch and see. And the, the way some people handle them, the next guy. I tell you that's all wrong, but you know, do your best and uh, keep the fish know, in mind. Don't be afraid. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had I see guys making posts about boy, people really on this lake need to learn how to handle these fish. And I've watched the way these people that I watch handle fish, and I'm like, yeah, it begins right with with you. <laughs> yeah. And they might be saying that about me because I use a bogey grip, but. <gasps> Oh I, I let it roll off my back because I feel that I'm doing the best thing I can do for the fish that way. So uh, don't don't be overwhelmed. I mean, if, if you if I wanted to get into this sport and never done it before, and I started looking at these forums, I'd be scared to death. Oh yeah. I first of all, I wouldn't know what to buy. I wouldn't know what to use. I, this guy's wrong, and this is right. And this is what you got to do. It's a fish. They're going to eat. And guess what? Someday they're going to die. And someday they're going to die, and you got if you want to catch them, you got to fish for them. And if you got to, and when you catch them, you have to get them unhooked. And you know what? So this is all leading into what? What is trending in the, in okay, the it, court it, of public uh, opinion on on musky? Okay, there was a market first, whatever. Apparently, whatever. There was a picture floating around, and then a picture with a video, and, and you know how it comes from several different sources. Well, anyways. There was a picture of, of a, I don't know how old the kid was, but I would put him in the age bracket between 15 and 22. He, uh, and, and I, I watched a real quick thing in the video, so I got a little bit of background. Him and his uncle, I don't know, they, they have like a, a YouTube video, so they, I guess now they have a YouTube channel or something, but they wanted to catch a muskie. And it just happened to be really close to where we're at. They were at the Shenango Outflow. If I, I'm hoping this is correct, but anyways, they were fishing there, and Shenango Lake River, whatever, it's Western PA, and um, they caught a muskie, and it was classic of what how you should not textbook handle a fish, but it's also classic. You it's can perfect. tell it's their first fish, yeah. so you kind of grade on a curve at that point. You got. It was this kid and his uncle who were going out. We're going to catch a muskie. Well, 
So everyone that watched the video is immediately bashing these guys for handling the fish. And anyone that's done it will start to cringe. Like they got the fish close and I, I think it was the uncle kind of like bear hugged it and they were waiting because in, in this outflow, you can wade pretty much all the way across the whole thing. So he's like bear hugging it. And, and you can even hear the kid, the guy's like, grab it. He goes, I've never done this before. I don't know what to do. So, you know, and I, I'm not, we're not here to pass judgment or anything. We're just, I'm, I'm talking about what really happened. I feel like we've all been there already. Yeah, it's, you know, so every first time, first time. And so they like bear hug this and they're like, well, let's go to the shore because it's a lot easier to deal with a fish when you're on dry ground. So they like, he's like kind of, it's really terrible camera. I think it was like a GoPro on the head or something. He's like bear hugging this and they're walking it to shore. <laughs> and then they put it on the ground. And it didn't, it wasn't like shore was two steps oh away. God. It was, it Could was. Could you imagine how many computer screens were smashed at that moment? Oh my gosh. It was like, the, it, I, I could just imagine no. like that old man watching the Panthers uh, and he oh starts smashing he his TV. His TV <laughs> at their Super Bowl loss. Those are good YouTube videos. So they're carrying this fish over and then they put it on the ground and it just all these classic first timer errors, like he's, he's grabbing the fish by hand and the bait's still in the mouth. Now it's not flopping around. I think it was a Rapala gliding wrap or something like that. I, I, I skipped the video real quick just to see what everyone was squawking about. Then they take a photo of the fish and you can tell it's the classic musky pose the kid's actually doing it he's really making it good arms fully extended and he's leaning back with his head nice and and it's just that it's his fish let him have his moment he's calling it a 51 there was no you know but anyway so it was posted up and the guy the guy who posted it is gonna know that we're talking about this because we mentioned him on the last two podcasts, <laughs> but he was bringing it up. Is this really a 51? And everyone, it, it just, it exploded with learn how to handle the fish. If you can't handle the fish, don't go fishing for them and blah, 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 going on and on and on. And I think everyone would agree that it's not a 51. You look at the fish, whatever. He's excited. Let him have it. You know, the thing is with a fish that you release, you really don't know how big that fish was. I'm not saying it was 51. I don't agree with the 51. But it's not like, Vance, you get your deer back from the taxidermist and you're showing a buddy of yours and you're like, check out that 12 point. And the guy's like, hold on. There's One, two, nine. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Where are you getting the other three? Well, I shot the other ones off. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing definitive there. So we all agree that it, you know, most everybody agrees. You know, he might still stick up that it's still a 51 but anyways that kid who wanted who was so excited you you, you watch the youtube video goes here we are we set out with one goal and he's doing this big intro he, he's he's excited he's and he puts it up there and just gets just to be yeah it's like yeah, you question every, you know unless you do it yourself you question everybody's merit yeah. that's it just those are that's what's that's the uh, the bad end of social media, and uh, in, in public opinion, you just and it's not going to change. You, you 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 know, there's people who say, yeah, let the kid have it. That's ex- that's exciting. That's his first one. And then there's the people that will absolutely tell you 
what you be, need to be doing, and your opinion doesn't matter because mine's the only, I'm not hearing it. Mm-hmm. Mine's the only one right. They probably don't. They they probably don't even take take into accountability their first experience, or even you know maybe their first experience was completely different. Maybe maybe they had it. Uh, 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 we're, we're born into musky fishing, not you know. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We're gonna go after this fish of ten thousand casts, and we're gonna catch one. Me and my uncle having a family mo- moment. Keep it in the family. Uh, you, you know, you you could take it back because it, it's it's a nasty world out there, especially on the internet when people can hide behind and their posts. It's mid to late February, and it's just people get amped up stir crazy cabin fever anything to get get the pot boiling it mm. you know i kind of feel bad for the kid but anyone that's done it long enough can watch that video and just say rookie mistake rookie mistake rookie mistake rookie mistake all right you made an attempt mm. you guys did with him saying i've never done this before i don't know what to do something to that effect pretty much should just say they weren't prepared for what was going to happen should it happen, and it did happen. And, yeah. <laughs> and and guess what? That kid now might turn into, that was fun. And I'm going to go do this again. With the reception he got, with, you know, there's a couple people out there that did say, hey, congratulations on your first muskie. And there was one guy, and I, I, I don't, I'm not going to mention names, because anyone can pretty much go look this up if you can find it on Facebook. Said I'd message the kid through through uh, YouTube, and I, I explained some stuff. This guy reached out and tried to make an attempt. He said the kid was was really receptive to stuff, and that should be what it is. But it's just so easy to spit venom, mm-hmm. and it, it that that's not really how this should work. Yeah, I mean, in, in, the, in the social media, can you can learn from it too? Mm-hmm. I mean, but it. it it all depends on how far you far you want to go to, to really see uh, the the change in in the industry. Yeah, are you just going to stay there and say wrong, you know, dumbass? Yeah, never I, do I it again. Or are you going to say like you are? Here's yeah, here's or, or how you land your fish. You could be the biggest name in musky fishing. I don't something that you're going to do if you're going to bring that fish and take a picture of it. Someone will be able to say that's not that's not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You did something you did was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care who it is, whether you use this tool, that tool, netted it, not netted it. If you brought it on board to get a picture, you brought it in and it was lightly lift hook, and you reach down and you just gently pull the hook out, and let it swim away. I don't know what someone could say about that. Well, I, I I didn't tell you guys this, but I figured out a new way that I'm going to take pictures of fish. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I'm going to jump in the water with them, and I'm going to kind of like put my hand in front of their nose mm. and behind their tail so they can't go forward or backward, but I won't touch them. You can't. And I'm going to wait for someone to put the camera <laughs> under the water. And, oh. and, uh, As Andy said, you, you know, they, they, they were talking about gloves. Are gloves good? One person says, yeah, that's the way to go. The next person says, no. That's not the way to go. It takes slime off. Well, if you touch them with your bare hands, it takes slime off. You were always taught that when I was a kid trout fishing. You never just pick up a trout. You wet your hand first and try to pick it up, but you're still taking So if you can't touch it with the hand or with the glove, how how exactly are you going to try to do this to, to appease to everyone? Mm. 
That's a good one. I'd you're probably gonna, use my. You're gonna hold it with your feet. I was just about to say that your feet will not take <laughs> the slime off. <laughs> Kind of what you brought up, the biggest name on that musky first thread, the one guy just came out with absolute that it's it's the worst thing ever, scientific data, blah blah blah. I don't know who the guy is. Where uh, are these tests being done? I, I, the, well, that's what people were, were, were hitting them hitting them with that. Well, but people pull the up, one, just like, like a pie chart or like something with like exponential growth, like a, a yeah. graph, and they're just like, see, bad, bad, yeah. They they said well. <laughs> I think Sarek uses a glove to pick the fish up, and someone brought that up. And, and they're like, well, tell Sarek that it's, you know, scientifically proven that it's bad. It's, you know, what the, what the heck? You know, it's, yeah. Uh, I love controversial topics. I mean, good for that, that, that kid. I remember when I went first went musky fishing, I really thought that I was never going to catch one. Mm-hmm. And then when you do catch one, it's just like, the crap. I wasn't right. Whoa. Like, what's, what's going to happen? I remember the first time I went trolling and, and, and one, one hit trolling. Uh, what, like, serious trolling by myself. with, And I had three lines out. And I'm looking at them, you know, and I'm like, well, okay, I got all that stuff set up. What the heck am I going to do? You probably said, fish, if, I if, had a nice spread. Why'd you ruin it? <laughs> I mean, so like, what, what am I going to do when this fish hits now? If, if one really hits right now, like, come on, one, I'm going to catch one of these things. If it hits right now, what am I going to do with this rod, with that rod, and that rod? And I'm going through all these hypotheticals. Okay, if it hits this down rod, what I'll do first is, well, okay, I'll keep the boat moving, but then I'll grab the rod in front of it, and I'll try to clear that one, and then I'll clear the one on the other side, and then hopefully the fish is still on. Mm-hmm. No, when that stuff happens, when you first get into it, you you might you make adju- it... you make adjustments. You might think something's going to go one way, but it doesn't. And the only way that that you learn and you get a good feel for it is by doing it. Such as life with anything, mm-hmm. you know. You know the bullet points: catch, release, tools, yeah. pliers. Okay, yeah. now how are you going to use them? Yeah. You know. <clears throat> I, I what I really like, and, and this is just one of them things, and it, it's not just. You know, it could just be something I say to myself, so I don't... I'm not one of these guys. I used to be, oh, you're handling that fish wrong or whatever. You know, back in the day when when you're like, I'm a musky fisherman, all of them get released. And you have this, I'm holier than thou. Mm -hmm. In your release tactics. Yes, in your release tactics. Is a lot of these guys, I'm assuming, because I don't know them all personally, aren't even from around the area. Like... For me to get to that lake is probably an hour drive to where they're fishing. Because it's not, I can't take a highway to it. It's all, you know, small little back road country, back road country some 55 zone, stop signs, whatever. You get the idea. That fish was more than likely put there X amount of years ago by the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission. Mm-hmm. And if that fish died, which people made the assumption that it did... I don't know. I didn't watch the end of the video. I didn't even know if the video might not have even had it being released. They could have taken it home and eaten it for all I care. That's a muskie I personally would have never, ever had a chance to catch because I would never, ever go there and fish for it. 
So if, if someone were to tell me right now, hey, um, we got a real problem. We just dropped a uh, hydrogen bomb on Lake St. Clair. All the muskies and everything in it are dead. I'd be like, hmm, that's bad news. I'm still going to catch as many muskies next year <laughs> as I would had yeah. that bomb gone off or not. Oh, yeah, so you're yeah. saying, you know... It doesn't affect me personally. And yeah. it's not just me passing it off as it's a fish that I'm never going to see. Yes, we need to educate that guy. He he, yeah. he got an eye-opener. But to lose your mind over a fish that you... You might not even know where that fish is at. Mm. You know, it could be in Bangladesh. I don't, I don't know. But it, it's, it's one of them things that it's... How can someone that's in... And I'm just saying this. Let's just say in Arizona should be dictating how someone handles a fish in Maine. Mm. They're probably never going to meet up. The fish that he's holding. Yeah. I'm sure that there's some odd cases where someone's holding a fish picture from some lake. Someone travels there and catches it. Uh, yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel bad for kid, but he got... Yeah, no, and nice I, 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 I've seen these posts, you know, I've seen that stuff come up before. And, uh, you know, you get people that say... Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you you see the bashing, and it, but you usually get some people that chime in and, you know, say, hey, you know, good job on your fish. You might want to, you know, try to work on your releasing and stuff like that. I mean, this is the way it's, it's going to happen. Not everyone's going to go out and hire a guide, let alone if they think that the guide's doing it the right way. According to somebody, it doesn't matter. Someone's going to say the guy's not doing it the right way anyhow, however he lands it. But, uh... You know, usually there's someone that chimes in and says, you know, you got to work on. And yes, we do have to educate these people. But I don't think these people know what they're getting into when they post these pictures and yeah. saying, look, check out this 55 inch or check out this fish. And they post their little video. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they have any idea. They're looking for, they're really excited. They're, they're looking just to show some people with this crazy fish that they caught. I don't think they realize that there's people out there that are catching hundreds and some people even probably oh, thousands nice. a year fishing St. Clair and stuff in their boats. They think it's this mysterious muskie, which is, that's what keeps my business going is people are after that mysterious muskie, this fish of 10,000 casts, this fish that, you know, you fish a lifetime to catch one and, and da, 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 you know, well, to the muskie fishermen, it's not that way. There, there's a lot of them out there, and we catch a lot more than that. But, you know, these people get into it, and I do feel so, I mean, I feel bad when I see that happening. I mean, and I do feel bad for the fish, too, but this is going to happen. you got to start it, somewhere. It, it's just a shame that it has to happen the way it does on that social media stuff, just the way people just go yeah. crazy over it, you know. And there's... Uh, it's a good way to educate too the social media, but the bad end. Sometimes you know you always it, it always seems like the bad outweighs the good because those comments are the ones that you you get drawn to and whatnot. You can, yeah. especially when you first get into it, you can, you know, you know, yeah, I'm really excited to, to show people. These fish and mm -hmm. what I'm all about and what I just got into, but, you know and. It's just it's dangerous because you, you everybody can everybody can access it at that point and and it's there forever and it's there for forever and uh, you know but 
the only way you're going to get better at it is if, if you keep keep doing it, you know? And, and, you know, and that's make, in everything. I mean, it, it's in everything in, in life, you yeah. know? We could sell 100 Raptors, and if one person, 100 people could put a message out there, oh, my gosh, we love this bait, unbelievable, unbelievable. And someone writes something like, I got a Raptor, that thing was a piece of junk, it wouldn't run. Mm-hmm. That is, that's the one you dwell on. Sure. Now, now let's, Un- let's. Unfortunately, on social media, the problem is everybody sees it. it it's the other way. You get <laughs> you post something up, and you 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 tend to get more. <laughs> you know that's the reality of life. You you think of the one I can do a hundred musky trips a year, and have two days that we don't get one on, and those are the days I think about. I don't think about the ninety-eight successful days. I think about those two days all the time. I can't believe we didn't get it. I mean, Andy's called me after some bad days, and he knows. I'm like, oh, God. You know, and he's like, well, I wish I was going tomorrow. I was like, why? We, we did nothing today. He's like, because if you didn't catch anything yesterday, I know you're going to kill him tomorrow because you always do. Yeah. You know, it, it's the I mean, truth. It, 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 but the, the, that, unfortunately, on the media, on when you do something like that on the social media, you get bombarded with these negative ones. Imagine how you feel there when it can be one percent negative comments, and now you're getting bombarded with ninety percent negative comments. You know, that's just it's unfortunate. Yeah. That's what it is. You, you play then, with fire. As Vance with, said yeah. earlier, man, it, it comes down to a lot of people just typing and writing. You know. Uh, you get you, you it you know i mean there there's been tons of there there's things that make you cringe on the internet you know oh, yeah. just like when you see you see a video rookie mistake rookie mistake rookie mistake yeah every time i catch a fish it's different every time mm-hmm. i don't know what the hell is going to happen but i feel yeah. like i feel like that i'm now confident enough in my abilities that i'm 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 ready for every scenario to the best of my ability it you get you get better with with yeah. each each catch and you know kudos to the kid for going through all all that right now and i'm you know it's it's not all that bad you, you you're gonna get if you get into it you're gonna get better at it you're gonna get better release tools and you know it but that kid might not ever want to catch a muskie again oh he should because it's awesome <laughs> but so don't you know oh the first thing don't don't care you have to go in and, and not care what, what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. Haters are going to be, be haters. I mean, it, because we all, don't, we all do it a li- little differently. No, no two men fish exactly the same. So it, it, It's sad because this, it, it's so easy to take for granted. Oh, look, we're going to pick this apart. He sat, it's like a four or five minute video, and he did some editing, some voiceover. He spent time to put this Doing together. This and got crushed. He got, yeah. he got, I'm going to tell you what, there were probably more negative comments that I seen through a couple different threads and on YouTube and, and all this stuff on his, his thing, the still shots that people were taking. He got more negative comments on that than, than probably an ISIS beheading video. Yeah. Oh, shit. And it was just, I'm like, oh geez. Yeah, I can see it. Everyone is having a valid point on this. Cut the kids. He, he probably, I've edited videos, not very good. It's not like, oh, wham, bam, boom, boom, this and that. This kid did some nice monologue voiceover stuff and, you know, 
he took time to do it to to display something he was proud of, and he just you essentially took this little lamb and threw it in a, in a in a cage full of wolves. Yeah, and oh, I, he got he got <clears throat> he got a, a good taste of you know what it's like of of, of the welcome. So this kid's gonna go back now, and if he continues to fish, he's gonna make adjustments. And he's if probably he, if he also, survives the hazing. If he survives, and and he's also going to probably make adjustments on <laughs> what he puts out onto and probably social media and a more accurate measurement on length. Okay. Or don't even mention the it, length. It it, it is yeah. what it is. Everybody measures different. The bump board, the tape, in the water, out the water. It doesn't. Who cares? Oh God. I got. I got. I got. Does everyone measure this way? Because this is the way I've been measuring my fish. You measure from the tip of the nose to the pinch tail, and then you add the circumference in three spots. Yeah. Three that, spots. That's that's how you get length of muskies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, length times girth is just equal length. Oh, yeah. it's times girth, not added girth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That stuff's insane times, too. Yeah. The 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 weight. <laughs> how, well, how, about when, how about the, it, the girth it, it, ratio? You know, hopefully, the kid doesn't give up on it, on it, yeah. or get a terrible bad taste in his mouth. But I mean, oh. you know, the big thing you got to teach, you know, the, it, and us, everyone always, I, I see that all the time. We have to educate people. They, well, how do you educate them? Well, you know. The only thing you'd say is have you have have the proper release tools, you know, which include some cutters, you know, something to land it with, <laughs> something to do this with, whether you want to use gloves or not use gloves. No one's going to come up with the same proper release tool, but you have to have some tools available. Learn how to use them, and uh, the only way you're going to do it is by trial and error. I, 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 proper I'm... release tools. Asterisks. Read at the bottom of the page. Asterix means subject to change minutely. Yeah. Yeah. Daily. I have a whole, you guys know what is in my boat, that big slotted thing with tools. Yep. I have pliers, big bolt cutters, small bolt cutters, long nose pliers, hookouts, mouth wideners, or what are those called? The Jaw spreaders. Uh, jaw spreaders. There's, there's a whole big thing lined up there. And every time you land a fish... <clears throat> Most of the time, I, I go to the same tools, but when you land a fish, it's almost like it's, I, I, I will tell my client first thing, that's the big boga, that's the small boga, this is this, the blue handles are the long cutters, the red handles are the small cutters, and I go through that, because when we miss the fish, I will turn to them and I will say, hand me this, hand me that, and some people don't know what they are, so I, I, I do try to do that at the beginning of the day, and uh, it, it's like a surgery taking place every time you land a fish. And the scenarios are different, as Vance has said many times. It's, they're different every time to a certain point. You know, you, you, you know, you grab your same thing, but it's not. Sometimes it's a cluster no matter what you do. <laughs> well, uh, I'm really glad that I didn't have social media when I started muskie fishing. I remember one of, yeah. the, one of the first muskies I caught on the bank. I didn't have the proper release tools. So, no. so what I did was I found two nice, I don't know, softball sized rocks. Yeah. And I did like a butterfly motion, and I just crushed it in between. Yeah. One on each side of its head, I just hit it. Bang. And you know, it, like I was following the advice of other people saying set the hook two or three times. So I did that two or three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you what, that fish it didn't release very well, but it did go down. Yeah. But, but I did unhook yeah, it, it really nice. It went downstream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was swimming. Yeah, that eventually kicked off around that 
Well, and it wouldn't have mattered anyway because that down. eagle came down and grabbed it. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. it would have been alive, it would have just put up a bigger fight for the eagle. It wasn't your fault. No, it's not. <clears throat> yeah, hey. It, it, it's actually, I mean, it, 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 that kind of stuff is fun to talk about. I mean, I, and I do get, I, I don't get on the computer and look at all that stuff very often, but when I do, I do get amused. But there, there's some times that I find myself getting worked up and fired up about things and, and, uh, it's just, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. It's over the top. <laughs> it is. It, it's, it's bickering, but that's the world we live in now. Keep going, that's, keep, that's what people want to do. The best thing is just to keep at it. Come up with your own opinion by getting out there and fishing and doing it yeah. your own way yep. and come, come yep. up with it, you know, your own comfortable way of doing it and you know the fish are kicking off and and whatnot you got to be doing something a little right there so yeah. you know just come up yep. build your own controversial topics I mean, by getting out there and example, it, it, like experiencing I, it you know? i've mentioned before man just uh a lot of t- most well a lot of the times when i watch a muskie fishing show on tv which i don't watch very often when the when the fish gets landed at one point or another i cringe Mm-hmm. by the guys doing TV shows are supposed to be pros. Now, they're not cringing, so they got their system, and they're doing it. They were drafted. Uh, but I, I cringe. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I yell at the TV, like, oh, my God, don't touch it, because that's what I tell my, you know, uh, I tell my clients. I mean, I turned around, there's a fish in the, in the, in the, in the net, and the lure, and I'm like, grab this tool, and it's like, oh, I can just pull it out. And I've had guys reach right down in there and, like, grab the hook an eight-aught on a wily fat body and start wiggling it around. And it happens so quick. Some of these people grab it, and I'm like, get your get out of that net. <laughs> Don't put your hand down there with your finger. I mean, you're, you know, or they'll, they'll, they'll grab the hard part. Of, they'll just grab the bait. Here, I'll just hold the bait. You do it. <laughs> Don't do that. You know, so it makes you cringe. But... Uh. Poor kid. Congratulations. Awesome. Congrats on the fish. He, he, caught, it, he it. caught it in October. I don't know if people just now found it. Oh, God, he put the video together for like five months. I and think I, I told you, Andy, when you mentioned that that's what we were going to maybe discuss a little bit tonight. Uh, I, I, I know that picture. He, there was a still picture of that fish yes. out, out there a while ago because I saw it just because of where it was caught, where you said, because it's only about a 30-minute drive for me. I've never even fished it, but I, you know, I, I know we were talking about it, that outflow. And, uh, you know, I thought the same thing. Some kid put a picture, a younger kid, and I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a really small 50, but whatever. That's the only thing I saw. I, it sounds like he took the time and did this editing and made his trip, and now that got out there. He, he made it memorable for him and his uncle. And I mean, like it had like at the YouTube a thumb up, a thumb down. Yeah, it was not the normal ratio of thumbs up to thumbs down. It was still more thumbs up, but yeah. normally you'll see, oh, someone has 150 thumbs up to three thumbs down. It was not. It wasn't that big of a spread. It was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you see something like that, and if you do want to look it up, which ones are you looking for? On on what was that? On, on, a, on a post where, where, where if you put a you know if someone puts a post up and there's 150 thumbs up 
and it, there's three thumbs down. Yeah, you look at the, you're drawn towards the negatives. <clears throat> when when you're scrolling through, and I do my I do it myself. What do these three people have to say? How, how three about, out of 150. That's two percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three out of 150 so, is yeah two percent. Two percent. So you're looking, and and that's the one I'm looking for. What what did these three people put thumbs down for? Well, I, I'll even take it one step further. When you buy off of eBay. The guy could yeah. have 10,000 positives and one negative. Yeah. When I'm looking at his feedback, I am scrolling to see that red. Yeah. I yeah. am blowing yeah. through pages of 100 <laughs> green pluses yeah. looking for that red negative to say, what, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yep. And that, that, that's just the nature of it. And that's, that's the problem of being in, in the, you know, in the business, in the lore business, and in the, you know, like we said, we can have tons of people like our face and rod holders, and but you know that that one person says this this is what happened, and that's the one you dwell on. Uh, <clears throat> it's unfortunate, but that's just the nature of the game, I guess. I, I, I bet you, I bet you, if you go, if, if we were doing a trout podcast or a bass podcast or a catfish podcast, it's all the same. How come you held it's that 80-pound flathead like that? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I couldn't hold it any other way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then you should have kept it in the water. <clears throat> you shouldn't even be fishing for this. You know, it takes a lot of... I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm not going to bash those guys. Yeah, we're not, we're, hey, we're going to do more controversial topics. Uh, yeah. Not that... And, and we're going to play devil's advocate because we can't really get... We're, we're having... You know, well, we've only had a one yeah. one time we tried to get... Opposing view, and it didn't, yeah, didn't pan out. And I'm not, I'm not out, attacking the guy for it. And we, we like to uh, <clears throat> just all discuss it's reason and opinion. To talk about it, though, and I think it's it an interesting conversation talking about it because it's all controversial. And a lot of the stuff I've done, you know, we'll talk about some stuff that I've done many times and choose not to. Other things that some people do that I choose not to, and I'm not saying that I'm right. But I'll give you the reasons of why I choose not to do certain things, or why I do choose to do certain things when other people say I shouldn't be. We're and, open. Uh, yeah, we're open. People to are going to agree. Reason. People are going to disagree with everything we talk about. So, and and you're not an adult we're, until you change your opinion on one major thing in a year. In a year, I, rem- I remember. <laughs> I've changed. That my sounds opinion. like a drunken I, I, grandpa. I, I have changed my opinion. Just on insane. Stuff. Andy changed. Andy Healthy changed my opinion on this this real stuff, like his stuff he was talking about. Uh, I'll be honest, I can't even remember if I knew what inches per turn even, I don't think they ever used to put that on the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or in the description of the reel. It was always just the, okay, what gear range is it? Five to one? Or, okay, that's pretty, you know. You're good for the year. Is it 6.3 or is it this? I would have known, I mean, never paid attention. <laughs> I, I, I want to think the person who said that, and it could be one of two people, and I, I'm leaning towards this. I'm not going to name the other one because people will probably get on me. Gavin McGinnis from the Anthony Cumia Network mm-hmm. on his one podcast he did. Not that I don't think anyone out there listening probably subscribed to Anthony Cumia. <laughs> but he's Gavin McGinnis, very controversial person. If you want to have a good laugh, Google his name and you'll see him on all these Fox News shows. He has a very strong opinion that's not publicly accepted by a lot of... Um, 
certain political parties and it's special interest groups. Um, but anyways, he's very well thought out, but he, he brought that up and he's one of the guys that I, I look at when I, when I listen, you know, kind of changed the way I talk to people that I don't agree with, because it's real easy to put your head and plug, put your fingers in your ears and just not listen to what they have to say. And you keep shouting your opinion and it really, you learn something, even if you don't agree with it. So Um, we'll do we'll, we'll touch base on those uh, again eventually but it'll all be an open discussion and opinions formed on experience and opinions can change through reason and that's that's how we 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 touch base on these these topics so nice. we got a pretty busy schedule coming up with you guys will be doing a yeah. podcast in Kentucky correct i am going to be sitting that yeah. one out at home and you'll be down Moorhead? Talk about opinion. Can you imagine what, how bad Todd and I are going to get bashed for running the podcast without Andy? You're going to yeah, be back here. Yeah, we haven't decided who's the MC that does the intro. Is it you or me? I, it depends on if uh, who's ever most I want awake it to be synchronized. To, I want it to be synchronized talking. I want to hear like every other word being shifted you guys have a seven or eight hour Vance drive and i have background welcome music to plans. the I mean, we're gonna blow this out of the water andy yeah uh, junior reporters at the musky mountain lodge do not welcome yeah do not play any music from the radio there are copyright laws and pyro pyrotechnics pyrotech good Make sure you blow yeah. the budget of zero dollars on, on <laughs> yeah. fireworks. On Here we are our live. Yeah. yeah, no, we're, yeah, we're 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 heading for uh, Vance and I are going. Andy's going to stay back this time. Heading out Friday morning, getting stuff packed up. We talked about all the stuff we're going to have. Lots of bait, lots of stuff. Uh, we had a little mishap with the. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone's listening to the booth down there, but uh, we, you know, we have a few people on board. We only have time for a few. Uh, few we, guests. We already have a couple guys on board that are going to jump on, talk about their products, talk about what they're doing in musky fishing. We could take a couple more if, if we had to, but it's been an early morning start because the show starts at 9 a.m. So I don't know how many guys are going to want to come early, but uh, the... The web, the website. I had a couple people that did get a hold of me. They couldn't get me because, <laughs> unfortunately, the, the they, they messed up the NC Fish and Guide part of it, and eh, they 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 couldn't find the site. Now they all they had to do is Google my name or something, and they found it. But uh, anybody out there listening that wants to jump on, if you do have a booth down there, we could we have a couple other slots we can get it in, but we're going to be fine. It's going to be a little quirky little thing. Uh, Right before the show, we're going to post it right up online and uh, see how this show goes. First year for it, I'm excited. I think it's going to uh, be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be. A good I know show. they're. I know they're pushing it hard. There hasn't been one done down in that area yet. So uh, a lot of good vendors, a lot of different vendors. You have a lot of vendors that don't really participate in a lot of the stuff that make their lures down there in West Virginia. Guys from uh, Virginia and Tennessee, and you know Kentucky, obviously. Uh, some don't get around that much, but uh, so you, I think it's going to be a good time. I know it'll be a good time. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a great time because you guys are going to be staying with Tony. Yeah, and I have yet to be at a place where Tony is, and it hasn't been a good time. Yeah, that's right. Knee slapping. That's right. Sometimes He's, too good. 
Sometimes too good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes too late. <laughs> and sometimes too good. Yeah. That's the... It, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. We got that. Musky Max. Musky Max. I'm really getting pumped for that. Guests coming up. New rod holders. That's awesome. And oh, just a lot of fun things. So next podcast will be down Kentucky. We might do one. We'll come back. Do, do, do a one before the Musky Max. We're going to try to get Todd Leah party on. We're going to try. No guarantees. Leo Lore's putting on, him and his brother put on the Musky Max. No promises. We're going to make an attempt. And with, we'll get him on eventually, but we're hoping to get him on right before this yeah. show comes about. So, All right. FatAZMusky.com. FatAZMusky products on Facebook and Instagram. And MCFishingGuides.com. It's Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook. And Todd Young, friend him. He is Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, the head honcho. And St. Croix Rods, we hit them up pretty good during the thing. It was, don't think that we're just being commercialized. We were talking about the rods, mainly because that's what we fish with right now. So, that and Muddy Creek Tackle. Check them out. We're no, uh, we're a distributor for their rod holders and track. So, am I missing anything, Todd? No. We're good to go, man. Perfect. Next time we'll be talking to you from Kentucky. And I'm going to see how you guys do this and if I'm really needed to do this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> we got some really cool custom colors for the Kentucky boys. I That's think right. they're going to like them. That's right. Just, I assembled some during the podcast. So. Well, how many did your daughter take? Well, she wanted, yeah, they're, 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 the, the Kentucky guys like the chartreuses and the chartreuse and orange. I picked them up at Andy's on the, uh, on the way home the other, I, I was coming down from Erie the other day, and uh, so they were sitting on the seat beside her, and she kept reaching the box, Dad, can I have this one for my, oh, Dad, I like this one, it's pretty, can I have this one for my tackle box, can I have this one for my tackle I said, wait till after the show, and you can pick a couple, which is, I mean, she, Obviously, she's seven. She's not throwing any jerk baits right now or glide baits. We <laughs> yeah. take her trolling, but yeah, she loves them. My, we'll put it this way, Andy. My daughter loves your paint jobs. <laughs> nice. I got the seal of approval. <laughs> yeah. She loves the oranges and structures. So we got a lot of that coming down. Some shad, some nice special ones. For People, those guys, I know that's what they like to use, and they do definitely do work down there. Actually, they work everywhere, but. They tend to use them down there more. Yeah. People don't realize that paint, those orange, oranges and chartreuses, I go out in the woods and I find berries, and I come back and I mash them up and that's, mix them in with different clays to make the pigments. That's why you get those colors. Yeah, I mean, you're like an old Indian doing that. That's why you that's pay a premium crazy. for them. Yeah, except I just go down to the auto parts store and get House of Color fluorescence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this looks good. It's bright. I guess. It, 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 they're bright. Yeah. And they're, and Cloudy they're, day they're, bright. They're Sunny day, natural. Unless it's full moon. Unless Underfoot. it's full moon. <laughs> then you use, three minutes yeah. past it. Three. Not at night. You have to change them over at night. You do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Very after dusk. And I, I also like to change the hook style, too. too. Yes. Nice. So, all right. We're going to end this here just a few <laughs> seconds under two hours. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys at the show. If not, 
Uh, good luck fishing regardless. Thanks for listening.